Welcome to the Hex Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Hex Podcast. Unfortunately, your usual host, me, is unavailable. This week I am in Ibiza on a weeks-long yoga retreat recommended by Rich Rust. Um, However, I have passed on the reins to our coach, Matt, who will take you through the next 20 minutes or so. I know you're in safe hands, and I will see you next week. Namaste. Welcome to the Hex Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Hex Podcast, week number six. Phil and Russ are out in Ibiza, looking like they're having a lovely time out there. So I'm going to be your host today. My name is Matt. I'm one of the trainers here. And today's subject is mental health. We have got a massive panel today, our <laughs> biggest yet in six episodes. We've got Chris, got Blake, his ball, Toby, <laughs> Patrick, Shifra, and myself. So we're going to start off today's episode talking about sport, anxiety, mental health, and how it affects all of us differently. Um, as I say, we've got a big panel here today, so we have wide-ranging views, and everyone has different opinions on mental health. So, at the moment, it's quite a subject in the media. We've seen in the Olympics many people being affected by sort of mental health issues, anxiety, etc. Simone Biles, in one of the cases, she's already pulled out of two finals. She might even pull out of the whole games altogether. A top performer at the very, very top of the sport. I think she's won five Olympic gold medals and yet she can't get over this mental health anxiety at the moment. So we're here talking to our elite athletes at HEX about how they overcome their anxiety in life and in fitness. So I'm going to start with HEX owner Chris. Do you want to give us some sort of details of what anxieties you've gone through and maybe how it's related to you and fitness and how that's fitness has helped you sort of overcome anxieties that you've had? Yeah, I, um, I first realised that I suffered from some kind of, of poor mental health um, before I discovered fitness and actually fitness became my cure. So um, a long time ago in my 30s, um, it feels like such a long time ago, I would do what every other 30 year old would do. So I'd be going out and drinking. I smoked at the time as well. And it got to my twin sister's wedding and she said, please don't smoke at my wedding. And it was this big moment where I thought, right, that's it, I'm not gonna smoke anymore. And I stopped. And at that wedding, um, I started thinking more about myself because my sister was getting married and I wasn't and I was single and all those other complications. Um, And um, at the wedding, I said, I want to do something. I want to do something like the London Marathon. And my immediate family laughed and told me not to be so stupid. And at that wedding, I started jogging down this road in Lake Como. Um, and it was painful and horrible um, and I kept doing it and in the end I ran the London Marathon, the um, Barcelona, New York, London Marathon again, London Marathon again, I just hammered the pave, pavement and it transformed me. Um, it helped me get fit of course but actually the biggest thing, the biggest tonic was my headspace completely changed. And actually, I think it's completely changed my life doing that. Because after that, then I met Phil and I was like, right, I've just been hammering the the pavements, never stretching. I've got no muscle mass because I've run it all off. Can you help me? And then I got into strength training and then here we are today with Hex. So 
I wasn't feeling great. I wasn't, um, I wasn't a happy chappy. And I think marathon running saved me from a mental health perspective. And a massive turnaround. In your but mind. it doesn't end because since then I've had episodes of mania. So I would describe that as quite similar to what I imagine being diagnosed as bipolar is. And so when I started HEX and there was loads of stress with starting HEX, m real money worries. I would have these moments where the world was just going so fast around me. It would just be a normal situation and I would be literally spinning out. And that still happens now. But for me, fitness is always the thing that helps cure it. Yeah. So that's my experience. So we move on to Blake. Have you had similar experiences with fitness in sort of helping your mental health. So Chris mentioned stress and I think probably that's the thing I've most noticed in being in the gym is that you know we all suffer stress but how we cope with it is very different and the amount that we can cope with is, is very different and for me being in the gym is almost like meditative practice. I have yeah. so much like coming in to my life whether it's emails or um, social media and actually being able to have an hour to myself where I'm only focused on me and that barbell yeah. is pretty important in kind of bringing back a focus and being focused on me and what's important to me. So yeah. I found that really, really important in terms of dealing with stress. So. The phone's a big thing because it's actually the hour when you're not on it. Although some people are on their phones sometimes and it's because they're still working. And that's how ferocious modern life is in the workplace. Mm, yeah. It doesn't stop. I know exactly what you're all going through in corporate life. It's insane. Email after email after email. It's like the modern factory line. True. And actually being in here, we should ban them. <coughs> Although everyone wants to put their scores into Wobble, but you can do it on the keyboards. We should absolutely ban them because that hour yeah. without a phone is wow. That's powerful, right? And it's been, it's been really different in COVID as well, I think. Um, I don't know what other people have sort of experienced, but I think working at home and online, you're often sort of doing meetings and email at the same time. Like it's almost double the pressure because yeah. you're yeah. like mm. everyone's assuming you're at home and therefore you're not working and so the desire to prove that you're being productive is really high yeah. so i think it's got worse over covid right okay everyone expects you to be 24 7 online all the time don't they? Yeah. and would you say because because of covid and not having those interactions that you'd normally have that you had before covid when you were going into the office more socializing and stuff like that would you say the gym is such an important place where you're actually physically interacting with people. As you say, you're over the phone and you're over Zoom. There's no personal interactions. Whereas when you come here, these are probably the people that you see most now. Yeah. 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 And would you say that makes a massive difference? 100%. Completely. And I would say like, it's a, it's a totally different relationship that you're having with the people in the gym as well, which is you're competing against yourself, but you're being supported by people often who are going through the same thing, but have their own challenges and focused on their own kind of goals and journey. And so it's an, a place where you can be both focused on yourself, but also feel a connection to mm. other people who are, who are in a similar place. And as a coach, you can see that as well. When people <coughs> come to your class like Blake and you see how happy they are to see you. It <laughs> All right, pick yourself up. <laughs> <laughs> it, ma it makes a difference as well because you can tell that they haven't maybe come into contact with a person in the day and then they see you and it's, it's different when you have a physical interaction with someone and it's nice. As well as coaches, when you, we were doing stuff over Zoom and we weren't seeing people and we were yeah. stuck in our house 23 out of 24 hours a day, yeah. you go crazy. Yeah. And to have this place here is great. It's special. 
Seeing Chris in the car park with the windmill during COVID <laughs> was literally the highlight of my week. Absolutely. <laughs> like literally the highlight of my week. Zoom was the highlight of mine when I was stuck up oh, north, yeah, yeah, in lockdown. Yeah. Like, that was great. Just yeah. have that hour to go and work out and interact with people. I mean, so thank you for doing those classes. Yeah. Yeah. Toby, you got really into it over sort of the COVID periods. Yeah, I think I think this year I probably had like two things going on. One would be the same thing that everyone's been going through with COVID. I mean, like what else do you do? What do you mm. focus on? I think you mentioned about working at home but also there's an, it, it takes over your home yeah. when you're at home that is your office so actually removing yourself from your office whether it be to go down to the common to do mm. to do some exercise or to sit on zoom with no like it's so important to take you kind of out of that mm. office mm. Um, the second thing also is some members know um, I've got ADHD so actually for me coming here actually really helps me focus it really helps me focus not only in the gym but afterwards so it has like a sustained benefit for at least at least a day or so. So it really kind of gives me a lot of clarity um, in my day to day. And as, really as a gym, we recognise that. I mean, at the weekend, you were awarded the <laughs> award, weren't progress, progress, yeah, award. progress Award. And for sure, like you can, I think you can, you can overtrain, and you've got to be careful. I think I'm really pleased with the progress I made, but you, you can put too much. But balance is important. But I think it's been really good in a year where it's very hard to kind of focus on some areas of your life. You can focus on something which is yourself, which you often under focus on and try and just be the best person that you can be. Yeah. And do you feel better now than you were a year ago? Oh, 100%. Like, um, my friends say I focus more. They see me being happier. Like, they'll see me, like we talked about phones, when you're out in the bar, That's right? Nice, yeah. How often does your friend check a phone when they're speaking to you or not speak to you? Hmm. And like, the amount of time I do it now, I just put it to one side and don't take it out of my pocket. Mm. Compared yeah. to all the time before, I'll be like this all over the place. So, my, I, I got people noticing it, actually yeah. telling me about yes. it, which is really nice. That's amazing. That's awesome. Podcast. And Patrick, you've been on a bit of a fitness journey yourself, where <laughs> you started to where you are now. Yeah, I definitely agree with that one, but um, I think I did start getting into fitness or working out because of my mental health. I mm. suffered quite a few years ago from low mood, low mood and depression, um, had medication, had therapy, etc. So working out sort of became a bit of a something to do, a bit of a distraction for me. And now it's become kind of a habitual, habitual kind of thing. Definitely, definitely improves my mood. And after after a session, you could feel the endorphins running in, in you. You feel a lot better. So so yeah, it's, it's great. You were into rowing. You were rowing, weren't yeah. you? Yeah. And so because there's something to be said about that outdoor nature. Oh, I don't know. Just I mean. Just thinking about being yeah. out on the Thames in yeah, water yeah. is quite like... And the benefit of that is you're not just by yourself, you're in a team, you're with people, yeah. It's, yeah. it's collaborative, yeah. you know. Mm. There's that things. sort of support, not just, it's a social mm. thing as well, that's, that's great, but it's also like a social bubble kind yeah. of thing, like yeah. uh, kind of like a bit like a family sort of, yeah. that support. You also compete as well, don't you? have been to championships with the <laughs> rowing teams? I went to, um, I've done a few, yeah. Not always done too well, but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, did go to the Paris Gay Games and somehow I came at back of a bronze medal, so uh, wow. <laughs> that was quite unexpected. Take that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And Thank you run half marathons. I run half marathons, yeah. yeah. Emphasis, <laughs> emphasis on the half. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll get you to do the, the, the full thing. I would love to do a full Enjoy one, actually. Team. I would love to do a full one, yeah. And you were unfortunately put out of the turf like games. The games, yeah. Which I, my benefit contribution was actually kind of inspired by you, which was Hexian, we know it. Yeah. Oh, Sad, sadly, I couldn't take part, but I'll definitely take part next year. But Shifra, you were there, and you were there. well involved with it. Yeah, love it. 
<laughs> and also one of the rising stars at Hex, another award winner from the recent Hex Games. How has being part of Hex, do you think it's helped you mentally? I think uh, I'm a lot more mellow since I've kind of joined Hex. I think I start my fitness kind of journey, if you like, started probably about 18 months ago, I'd say. And it wasn't until the time last year I found Hex, but like since then, like I used to be, I don't know, you might, might not believe me, but I was really anxious, really on edge, really moody, quite a, quite angry as well about a lot of things. And I was really, I think- my I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, Toby's nodding to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> Scary. Uh, but yeah, so I think, but yeah, I think I'm much calmer, much more level now. Just, I think what these guys have said, like it's just, a, you, you come in, you, you work it out and work out that stress. And I think sometimes it gives you a lot of perspective. Like, I mean, Dave at work's tantrum is a lot less concerning to me right now when I'm under a 60 kg bar. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he, yeah. He, can, he can wait. Yeah. And I think that's a, a lot of it as well. It's like, It's a know. form of escapism, isn't it? Yeah. To sort of get you out of that mindset, like you said, the corporate mindset, yeah. you know, it, yeah. it can be just exhausting. But, but also here, the program is progressive, right? Yeah. So- You're moving towards something. You're moving towards something yeah. and you're improving and you're seeing that. Yeah. And that is the confidence thing, I think, yeah. the confidence. A bit of magic that you get from getting a pee, but I mean, yeah. it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? That we're but, that we're squatting under a weight and yeah. we're trying to do it heavier each yeah. time. It's insane, yeah. but it's so simple, and it's almost and it, that goes back to the mindful meditative. I think because yeah. Olympic, you love the Olympic lifting, yeah. right? So I think Olympic lifting, that skill based. Mm. Thinking about how you lift, you're shrugging the bar up, where you're putting your feet. You're in the moment. Yeah. 100% right I think otherwise you drop the bar from that there was a part of me like years ago I would never do that I think I'd be useless at doing that yeah. why would I want to yeah. why would I want to try it but yeah. now I just don't care that mentality I just want to get involved and if I'm if I'm rubbish at doing it I'm rubbish at doing it but at yeah. least I yeah. try yeah. so yeah. and I think I mean, the I, people here enable you to do that because you don't feel concerned that somebody yeah. might take the mick out of you yeah. Yeah. or anything well, like that everybody's <laughs> And that was the power of turf <laughs> games, right? Yeah. So, the, and that's going to be the power of battle cancer because yeah. putting together teams and we do not care about ability, yeah. right? Mm. Everyone needs to be doing those comps because they are so just good. so empowering. Yeah. And the vibe yeah. of that day was so amazing. Yeah, yeah. But I think yeah. the point but, you mentioned around team sports, right, and about inclusive yeah. environment. I mean, I did years ago when I was doing some rugby. I was doing CrossFit, and it was not. Uh, it was an overly competitive mm. and not friendly environment, and like yourself used to row and rugby and you miss that team environment so it's super important to be somewhere where there is a supportive team like element yeah. to it yeah. where people are kind of pushing you in a supportive way not in a competitive and, and dangerous mm. way yeah yeah i mean as well as the meditative stuff though i would just say that there's also something about the point on progression which is sometimes uh, and probably this says more about my desire for control than anything which is um <laughs> Sometimes you're, when you're having a really bad day or a really bad week and you're feeling like you're not able to progress the things in work or your life or they're not going quite the way that you want them to, it's quite nice to be in the gym it, it, and make a very small change yeah. and see quite a big difference in what you can lift or your form or you can see an improvement in the day as well as progressively across the program. Yeah. So I think that is a really important kind of confidence builder that yeah. every time you see something get a little bit better, yeah. um, it's not just the PBs at yeah. the end of the Marshall 12 weeks. Games, yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned phones earlier, so we'll sort of cross over into sort of phones and how social media and Instagram and stuff like that can affect your mental health and body image and what you see on there. Is it, do you believe it's a problem? And do you think it's something that we need to 
sort out as a well it's not hexes part to sort it out but as a community as a world of whatever government needs to do something about it because a lot of people myself included you look at this what somebody's doing on it and you just see the highlight reels you see mm. what yeah. their best life and everything like that and you go there to look for some sort of satisfaction to take your mind off something but you actually go scrolling through it and you spend more and more time you actually find yourself getting more and more depressed about your life looking at others thinking how great their lives are so it's hex. like you on the beach who's just been in antigua yeah. like hello yeah <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Hex Podcast. So, <laughs> it's, I, it's, the, yeah. it's the compare and despair phenomenon yeah. that people go through when they go through the Instagram and all that kind of stuff. You know, and it's, it's, it's trying to say that this is perfection, this is ideal, and this is what you should be striking for to get happiness, which is ultimately not real. It's, it's no. fake, it's a fake reality. Yeah. That's the problem with it. And I think yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's gay men, right? when, especially when I've been like heavier weight and you're looking at people on there and you think, I'm not as good, you know, as in good shape as that. It doesn't. It was just but huge jump, judgment. Just to jump in, when you lot did turf games, when you competed against these fitness influencers, <laughs> yeah. and you absolutely demolished them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? How rewarding was that? Uh, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I think uh, three of our five are here from our team. Uh, Christian Schieffer and I were in the team together, and Patrick, I observe. Something you sub for me. Sub, Thank sub, you. Sub, anyway. sub Patrick's Patrick number two, and I think again, <laughs> I, I was told I think three days before. <laughs> Yeah. And I was, I'm glad I didn't know much in advance because I thought I'd you know, be quite terrified. I didn't sleep the night before, I was super terrified. Um, and went there and we did really well. And I was really pleased and felt like we left everything out there. Didn't feel like left anything behind, was absolutely knackered, but super proud. And I think I think one team, I think in the final event came up to said, we've been watching you all day. It was a team that always followed oh, yeah. us. And they just said, you guys are awesome. super impressive. You're great as a team. It's been amazing watching you throughout the day. And we just think you're doing a really good job. And yeah. that was that was super nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's the thing as well, isn't it? Like the people that you see on Instagram that look perfect are, yeah. are going through their it's, own yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 And so you have to have the empathy. I think that it's such a brilliant communication tool that is just not being used right yeah. but as a human race we will work it out i really do i think it will all come out in the wash these the, i was saying to someone the other day i stopped doing my instagram so i'm on it with hex mm. all day long okay so i'm still in there and, and to some extent in a trap of scrolling and I want to address that, definitely. I stopped posting pictures when I just realized that I was starting to think, what can I take a yeah. photo of today for Instagram? And then, and then I think it got to the point where I'm gonna do that because then I can take a picture for Instagram. That is insane. Yeah. What is that? That's not life. Yeah. So I've stopped doing it. And I think that's a really interesting thing, right? Which is, and I'm gonna sound really old now, which is before <laughs> social media, we took pictures to create memories Memorize. for ourselves, we weren't putting it out there for everyone mm -hmm. else. And so the fact that people are like curating their lives yeah. for other people is just a completely different phenomenon that we're yeah. dealing with basically. Yeah. And that's why I put the photo, one of the reasons for that photo display was right, we have taken thousands of pictures of yeah. each other mm -hmm. at Hex. And I felt like they weren't given the right platform mm -hmm. because they were almost like weight fodder mm -hmm. and, 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 
and superficial, but actually getting them developed and putting them on the wall makes them something else and they become memories. So cool, yeah. And Shifra, being the only female on the panel, do you think it's even worse for females? Um, I think it has, well, I mean, I've never been a gay man, so I don't know, or a straight man. Never. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, in fact, I'm the only straight man on the panel. So I'm not sure, I don't know what your experiences are, but I think, I think for women, there is the potential for it to get quite, like, go down rabbit holes. And I think this whole, like, Fitzbo hashtag Fitzbo thing can be quite dangerous as well for a lot of, like, younger women. And they see these girls and they're, like, you know, Lululemon or they're Gymshark matching sets and, like, you know, teeny, teeny, tiny. And they're, you know, lifting their 2kg kettlebell or dumbbells or whatever. Um, you know, it's all about that. It's all about the aesthetics. And if I think if you're going to go and do fitness comps for the aesthetics, that's absolutely fine. You train for that. And that's its own sort of sport. But if you're doing it so that I can wear these little tiny shorts or I can wear these, like, that's what this girl on Instagram looks like, that's wrong. I think it's a whole wider conversation, though, I think, about the fitness industry on Instagram and social media around health and well-being. It's not just, like, I think there's, there's loads of, there's loads of kind of, or whatever they're called, social media influencers or whatever out there talking about, like, weight loss and diet and all that sort of thing. And it's, if you want to lose, if you want to lose weight, that's fine. If you want to gain weight, that's fine as well. But it's, I think there's all these mixed messages going around. And I think people don't, aren't educated generally about health, well-being, fitness. And so they're pulling different bits from different areas and just, it's just leading to this sort of very, I don't even know if I'm Fake saying. Fake news. Yeah. But, but there's also a personal responsibility in that, right? Which is um, the way people use lighting changes mm. the way those pictures look. And you know, if you're, if you're looking at a post and you're actually believing that in six weeks you can change yeah. from being this to that, you know, at what point is there a kind of line that says, actually, more for me, me right? If I think that that's actually true, yeah then what, why am I buying into that? I think it's very easy to say that, I don't want to use the term at your age, but like with your life experience, with any of our life experience, it's very easy to say that. But I think there's a huge amount of people who are 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, who don't have that exposure to kind of real life and what being an adult is. Yeah, so I of think course. I mean, I would say probably I have had body images, image problems through my life. So I'm a twin. Yeah. When I was younger, my twin was very skinny. I was the fatter one. Then, like in my sort of late teens, early twenties, I just went through a growth spurt. Was really skinny, couldn't put on weight. Wanted to at that point and couldn't. And then, sort of as I've got older, it sort of fluctuated around a bit. But I think one of the probably one of the best things for that in terms of this gym is like seeing all of these mm. different body types doing these incredible things and yeah. Olympic lifting and and squatting huge weights and it's it's all types of people it's yeah. all body types and the fact that that is possible I think is incredibly mm. reassuring that there isn't a kind of defined ideal that gets you to that place it's just like we're all doing our own thing I find find as as someone who needs to go out and get people to join the gym so our 60 day challenge is a really good one these are 50 we're targeting 50 year old guys who are mature right and a lot of them have got families and all that kind of stuff the the adverts that we would run on facebook to attract those people d d don't work unless they're fiercely sharp mm -hmm. now facebook and instagram thankfully don't allow before and after pictures 
you don't get an ad through. Would you not? It gets thrown out. So you can do that organically, but you can't do it, you can't pay. So they will they will refuse it. You okay. can't use the word weight loss, mm. muscle gain, it gets stopped. So the robots stop you. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but the adverts that therefore we have to run are as sharp as we can possibly mm. be. And it's not we don't want to do that. We want to say, come to Hex, it's a great community, and say all these things that it really is, but they don't buy it. Mm. Because they want to see a before and after picture and say, that's going to happen to me, I will join. So what generally happens is when people come, they're obsessed with the transformation. We explain that a transformation is impossible yeah. and in the 60 days, but we are going to get you on the road yeah. mm -hmm. and we're going to give you all the motivation and all the tools you need. And then actually after a couple of weeks, they understand the vibe here and then they are yeah. convinced of it in the right healthy way. I will say when people join X, they stay at X. Yeah. They don't tend yeah. to leave, they don't tend yeah. to go anywhere else. If they've yeah. been here for four or five yeah. weeks, then they yeah. stay. Yeah. And we have such a diverse community yeah but everybody is here for the right reasons, yeah. not to post matching gym kit and Gymshark stuff. They're all here <laughs> for themselves and the right reasons. I mean, Patrick's yeah. matched up. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, and no, I can be a culprit of that and Blake definitely I'm, can. I'm, but, tes I'm testament to that. Like I'm, what, I'm part of that 60 day process. You and, were? And really? nearly, uh, yeah, and nearly three I years. Mean, but, yeah, I mean, three years but that was when we were, we were talking earlier, um, younger ages, weren't we? Well, were we talking to talk I did it. Yeah, I did yeah. it a few years ago. Uh, I, th I think the ad might have said, "Are you over 40? And I think I yeah. just had my 40th birthday. It was yeah. six months previous. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But your journey here has been. Yeah, and I, you know, I there was a transformation, but the thing that's really different is the the value I now place on fitness, on the gym, on the continued progression, and recognizing it's not always one way. It's a bit up and down, right? It's always going to be. There's going to be weeks and months where, um, you know, my diet's not as great as it should be, or that I want to go out and socialise and drink, yeah. and you know that's okay. I can kind of live with that now. But and the balance is important. Yeah. yeah. The and other side to talk about is what you touched on, which was um, overtraining, and so it was Toby. The overtraining side. So we're in the competitions now, and we're really loving it. We can't wait for back cancer and all that kind of stuff, and we don't. You don't want to start comparing, like, yeah, I, mean, I felt I struggled when I was at the CrossFit gym. And sometimes I feel a struggle around you and Phil to, to quite a big degree. Like, I'm just not lifting like these guys, right? And sometimes I'm like, why not? But that sort of goes back to what we're saying is what you see people post about, what you see people say that they're doing, they're not necessarily always doing that. Everybody is an individual and everyone has different life patterns people might be working nine to fives people might be working less hours people might be working more hours and you might be working different hours of the day as well you can't all train two yeah. sometimes three times a day some people might not even be able to train once a day yeah some days so it also relies on you to get the right amount of sleep i mean people have their whoops that tracks everything and tells them all about that but these these gadgets are useful as blake will admit but mm -hmm as well the age comes into i can't do things that i could do when i was 21 as much as i wish i could you're in your prime that thread gone right? <laughs> <laughs> so was. but as as you as you get older you you change your focus into different things and you're less you come to that more of acceptance that 
I'm not 21 anymore. I'm not going to be able to do the same things. And you have to be smarter with what you do. Mm. Nathan's 21, so enjoy it while it lasts, Nathan. <laughs> 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 I've got a 60 day challenge for you. <laughs> 100%. But being around the right people makes sure and checks in with you that you can mm. have a chat with people that are going through the same things and you can talk to them and say, are you experiencing this? Is you going through this as well? We've got such a knowledge on the coaching team as well. I mean, Phil's had every injury under the sun, so he can tell you about everything and how to deal with it. Nose, um, physio, Jimmy's experienced himself, and Chris has been on his own journey from the fags to fitness. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, what fags are you talking about? <laughs> Both. <laughs> I did. Do you remember we had that guy um, come in and hypnotise us at Hex? We did that workshop. It was really good. We should do that again. Um, the guy he came in and he he was part of um, helping one of the big rowing teams get in the right headspace, oh, right. and he was an expert in visualisation. And he had us all lie down in the old gym and he did the visualisation about us doing a really heavy squat. <laughs> and then we all PB'd afterwards. Um, but I'm really interested in all that kind That'd of stuff. That would be really like good. The yeah. Mental, yeah. Um, mental fitness, mm. which we don't do enough of, do we? We don't no. strengthen our minds. No. The mind well, we is do. stronger than the body. I mean, I, I've, I think I've definitely reached a place recently where my head has got stronger than my, what some of my body can do and you push yourself too hard and you have to know when to slightly right, yeah. to put it back again and you realize because i think often your mind can be limiting you can push harder you can mm. yeah row faster and, and harder yeah. but then sometimes you just you've got to also just listen to the signals mm -hmm. and realize yeah. when you're going too hard the mind is often the limiting factor i mean going back to the olympics these elite performers train as much as each other have as much mm. natural ability as each other but then it's who can hold their nerve, who can execute on the day. Mm -hmm. And that's mental. And yeah. that's the belief in yourself and your own ability. But it doesn't just have to be at Olympic level. It can be mm. everyday people. Yeah. Like, it's amazing how much of a difference that belief in yourself can have on your performance. Somebody might be able to train and do all those things. But if somebody has more belief, mm. they'll be able to perform better because they're more confident and aware of their own physical yeah. but i do think we have to be a bit careful about the stigma though of that because i think there's a narrative that that leads to which is like mental strength is the thing and i think lots of the comments about simone have been like her quitting is a signal that she doesn't have the strong enough mental capacity to kind of cope with the anxiety and stress and i think we've got to be much better at saying actually that's a brave move right mm. yeah. that, that she's feeling a degree of pain um that we would recognize if she'd broken her leg we wouldn't be saying, oh my God, we'd be saying it's terrible, she's had to pull out, she's broken her leg. But like, we've got to get better at talking about this stuff because our, we treat, we feel emotional pain like yeah, physical pain. I think she's reached a level of mental pressure that she's never felt before yeah. because she is now the face of the game. There's no Usain Bolt, there's no Michael Phelps. So she is the figurehead yeah, of the games. She wanted to retire at 2020 and she's had to prolong her career for another 16 months to compete at these games. So that like mental toll on her physically she's capable of doing all these things everybody said that she's doing it in training but the pressure the media obligations and all of those other things that come into it is massively weighing on her in my opinion and everybody has that in day-to-day -day life as you're saying the stress with work and stuff like that you might be physically in the best shape of your life but if something's bothering you at work you're probably not going to be able to 
perform mm. because that's weighing on your mind and you're not able to focus on that purest thing which is the performance in the sport element i agree but i agree with blake that you have to destigmatize you know basically talking about it and admitting there's a problem right because i think the, the biggest problem is if people don't admit there's a problem bottle it up and then you know it's, i mean the biggest killer of men right under 41 in the uk is suicide and in, it, it's crazy right you're more likely to, to die killing yourself under 41 as a guy in the uk which is horrific um, I mean, I've been amazed during COVID, the number, it's about half of my friends have had mental health issues, but I've been really pleased that they've kind of come to me and talked about it and missed it. And I've seen, they've been seeing mm. therapists and seeing, I think kind of, I, I, you know, I, I can imagine it, she, whatever she's gone through, but the fact she's verbalizing it and sharing it will make it hopefully a lot better for her mm. um, and allow her to recover from it. Otherwise, if she bosses it up, I mean, she may be able to even get the gold medal, right? But then afterwards, what damage it could do to her. It's, it's a personal yeah. choice and I'm glad she came out and impressed yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That was great. So Phil and Russ stopped posting pictures on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the barring was now. And now we've, now we've worked out that when Matt says he's lifting 125 on Instagram, he's actually not. He's just <laughs> faking those numbers, faking, from, from faking the yeah. plates. Matt's not going to put like topless selfies on anymore now, so... So I might as well just... I think we'll definitely do more panels like this of discussions yeah. and, and I reckon there'll be a part two or even part three mm. on mental health for sure to talk about it quite a lot. Thank yeah. you Matt. Thanks Matt. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Thank you.